Hey everyone, I'm Mary Kate and welcome to Women Changing the Game. Join me as I sit down with ambitious, powerful women who are coming off the bench in the sports industry and are changing the game as we know it. Get ready for women in coaching, photography, events, sales, entrepreneurship, and so much more, all in the industry of sports. If you're here to get some amazing advice, stories, and laughs, then stick around. Looking to start your own podcast? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Women Changing the Game. I am here today with some standout women in the industry. You might know them from winning the Super Bowl in 2021 with the Buccaneers, or maybe you know them from their sports industry TikTok, where they have over 40K followers. Welcome back, Jamie Floyd and Skylar Whitman. Excited to be back here with you, Mary Kate. So excited. Um, Hello, ladies. Thank you so much for coming on again. Um, It was awesome to have you guys on last time. And that's why I was really looking forward to having you on for this episode because it was so fun getting to know you. And like we chatted about before this, I'm just seeing you guys grow and your platform grow and um, everything you've been doing. So I'd love for you both to just reintroduce yourself for those who didn't see last episode or just any updates on your careers. Of course. Uh, Well, hi, I'm Skye. Um, originally from Potomac, Maryland, went to the University of Tampa. Uh, I've worked for the Tampa Bay Rowdies, the Tampa Bay Rays, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and I'm currently an account executive in ticket sales. Great. I'll kind of follow her format. Hi, this is Jamie, the other voice. (laughs) Um, I'm originally from Sacramento, California, and I went to the University of Nevada in Reno. Um, Then I kept moving east where I worked for the Denver Nuggets and followed that path all the way to Tampa where I'm now with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers um, where Sky and I conjoined and met each other and made our TikTok account and grew from there. Yeah. Yeah, your TikTok account is awesome. And I'd like to um, talk about you for a minute, Jamie, before you were account executive when you last came on and now you have a new position. So tell us about that and that change for you. Yeah, so um, recently moved into a new role in a new department with the Buccaneers. I'm now uh, a marketing and fan engagement coordinator um, for about two months now. Uh, so getting getting all the experience, both sales and marketing, and it's been it's been a really fun journey. And the Buccaneers yeah. have been very helpful and receptive through it. That's awesome. You guys have been Buccaneers through and through. I love watching you guys. But um, last time we had you guys on, you won the Super Bowl. Unfortunately, didn't get to go this year for work. But I saw you you attended the She Believes Summit um, and just different conferences and all that good stuff for women in sports. So how has that been to really embrace yourself um, in all of these events and meeting other women in the industry? I think it was most exciting at She Believes to meet like our followers who are like breaking into the industry. That was probably like a, a really cool full, full circle moment for both of us. Um, I'll let you go too. Yeah, so. honestly, it was an honor to be there. Like 
that opportunity was something that was, I think, really humbling for both of us, like understanding the weight that the TikTok carries that we were able to do something like that. And also, like Jamie said, meeting our followers, like there was a group of 10 girls who drove from Utah for this event because they saw on our TikTok. So hearing things like that and getting to meet these people and like answer questions and talk to them and like hug them and like look them in the face and be like, selfies. yeah, literally <laughs> like after, you know, it's all been virtual for so long was um, honestly incredible. And of course, like the panels at that event were so, so yeah. valuable, like just for the college students that the event was targeted towards, but honestly, like for us too. So it was overall just like, so such an amazing event <laughs> oh my god you guys are like famous in your own sense and oh no really but and you guys started during COVID that's so that's so crazy to think about like so then to meet all these people and be able to interact in person has got to be like a great feeling yeah yeah so okay before we get started on these questions you know where can we keep up with you guys you talked about your TikTok what's the name of it what else are you guys doing like that you can just you know let us know where we can follow definitely I mean you can always add us both on LinkedIn. I'm Jamie Floyd, Jamie with a Y. Um, and Sky is normal spelling, <laughs> Sky Whippin on LinkedIn, but definitely our TikTok is at Jamie and Sky. So J-A-Y-M-E and Sky, S-K-Y. And it's the same on our Instagram. Awesome. We'll be sure to keep up with you there. All right. So I am just going to, you know, go down the list of most of the questions that we got. I, I think I forgot to even introduce that this episode is going to be straight up a sports industry Q&A. So a lot of you have sent in um, questions that you have about entering the sports industry, about working in the sports industry, all that good stuff we're going to get into. So I think we'll just get started. Yeah. And while just, you know, to be clear before we do get started, this is definitely like completely Skylar's and I's opinions and talking from our own experience. It's not that of any of the teams that we work for. It is our, our own opinions and advice. Yes, of course. Okay. So shout out and one podcast with our first question. It's kind of easy question, fun question. They want to know what's the best part about working in sports. Um, maybe you guys can give us a story you have, or I feel like the best part for you guys might've been working in sports. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let me, let me go grab my ring yeah, real quick. I did not actually work that game, which was a really crazy benefit from, from the team to be yeah. able to like allow us to watch it as fans. I think oh, it's very glamorous. It always does look glamorous from the outside looking in. Obviously, yeah. we, we got Super Bowl championship rings and we got to go, you know, to those parties celebrating that that whole run. So that those are like some of the top tier memories. But I think the best part of working in sports, we can answer yeah. differently. I, my favorite part of working in sports, like I, I always knew I wanted to work in some form of entertainment. So it's like the live event concept, like that being like those events being like kind of the, the not the end goal, but like the big deal part yeah. of the job is really exciting to me. And like putting on an experience for thousands and thousands of people all the time. And I mean, millions when you, you know, bring in like viewership and things like that. But having an actual hand in that is just like, it, it's incredible. It makes, it makes what we do so special and how many people we get to impact every day. Yeah, exactly to what she just said. It's just how many people, you know, the industry does impact and to go like one step further, it is always, it's always kind of like that positive experience for someone. It's when, when you're looking back, like what are your, some of your favorite memories? A lot of times people say, you know, when I went to the world series with my dad or I was at, you know, 
second round playoffs with, with my, with my whole family, things like that always stick out in your mind. Um, so it's, it's special to be a part of other people's memories. Yeah, for sure. I love hearing those stories about just like ways that people working in sports have changed, like whether it's like a little kid's life or just anybody's life's coming to the game. I feel like that's such an impactful moment that definitely makes you realize this is why I do it. You know, this is why I put in all the hard work behind the scenes because it's not all fun. It's actually, you know, can be very stressful at times, but that definitely like full circle moments like that for sure. All right. So Megan asked, do you have any advice to high schoolers trying to get involved before college? Um, I think this is the best time to get experience, honestly. I shot, I shadowed an athletic trainer in high school and that's when I discovered I didn't necessarily want to do that. So <laughs> get your experience before. Yeah, for sure. If you can. Yeah, honestly, like that's so young. Like, first of all, like good for you for having any form of concept of what you want to do, because like someone like myself and even Jamie, like we, I mean, we didn't have any idea of what we wanted to do for so long. We missed out on so many opportunities to, you know, learn from people. Shadowing what you don't want to do. Exactly. Like Mary Kate. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So I think, I mean, I'm always going to say networking, but what's special about being so young and being in high school is you can talk to the people who are like literally right there. So like, obviously you want to connect with people in like your athletic area with your high school and any local schools too, local colleges, local teams. I think, especially when you're in high school, it kind of is a standout thing. If you say like, I'm in high school and I want to learn from you, there aren't that many of you, Mm -hmm. honestly. So that's a really great advantage to have, honestly. Yeah. Set up those informational interviews and like learn from all different departments and kind of going back to what Mary Kate said, learn what you do like, learn what you don't like. So then that way, when you're in college, you can have very intentional internships. Yeah, for sure. I don't think I even like realized the concept of networking at all in, in high school. I, not, no. I was not thinking about that. So you're already one step ahead if you are thinking about that. And in my case, I, I don't know why I had in my mind, I was like set on being an athletic trainer. Um, And I it's not that I didn't like it. I just was like, okay, this isn't the feel for me, but that's well, the one thing you can do in sports. Like there's so many. Yeah. Right. And I think that's what opened my mind up. But also after doing that, it's not like I was like, interning, intern, intern, like I took a minute to realize really what I want to do. So any experience you can get volunteer that you're going to do great. Like Just keep going with that. Um, okay. So next one is two kind of similar questions. So I added them in together, but Haley says, I'm having a hard time finding jobs post-grad. What are suggestions for this? And then Grace says, how do you get a job working in sports after college graduation? So both post-grad kind of questions of finding a job? Yeah, I think um, this this is a multifaceted <laughs> question for sure. I think number one uh, is knowing where you're searching for jobs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm learning more and more that not everybody knows about teamwork online. Not everybody knows about the clubhouse with Sports Business Solution. Um, and obviously there's Indeed and LinkedIn as well too. And then you need to be looking on the team's websites. Mm-hmm. Um, not, it's not always up in the very front where it says employment, hire me. It's not like an obvious button. Sometimes you have to scroll all the way down to the the bottom. So make sure you're looking at all those avenues for open positions first and foremost. And then I think from there, it's just, we we recently made a TikTok about this actually, is preparing yourself to be like the most marketable when you are applying. 
if mm-hmm. you want to take it from there. So I'm not yeah. blabbering on. No, you're good. Yeah, no. I, <laughs> blabber on, please. <laughs> please blabber. Um, no, like Jamie was saying, you know, we just made a TikTok about this and it's being marketable comes in like in many different ways. It's, it's not just your experience, um, but it's also like, you know, your extracurriculars, right? Like what sets you apart? And for us, like, for example, it's our TikTok. For you, your podcast, you're a standout because you put so much time and energy into all these other amazing things that you're doing and that um, you've gained all these skills and like tools that you put in your toolbox to then like use later. So people, you know, need to understand that like, like all the other cool things that you're doing, like that aren't work-related are also extremely important for your job search. Um, and then like more kind of specific, like boring details, like get your resume looked at by people you trust, mentors you have, like make sure that your grammar's good, your spelling's good, it's one page, it looks clean. Um, definitely when you're applying also, make sure you fill out every part of the application. Like don't put in A in any areas, like fully fill it out. Um, yeah. And then, and then it took full circle. It also just goes back to that networking piece, what you're doing, not just after you apply, obviously, you know, we preach to follow up with, with an email after you apply, follow up with an email after, you know, you have that first interview, but also networking before you see a job is available. If there's a team or a department you're interested in reaching out to people in those roles in, in, in that department. And both Jamie and I got our current, well, our first jobs with our current team by having a relationship with the hiring manager before there was a job available. And same with my first job in sports as well. Yeah, for sure. I think a lot of mine too, the jobs that I picked up, you know, I wrote to them on LinkedIn before or whatever, and the employers are more than happy to give you a call before that application and just talk with you and get to know you and see who you are as a person. So for sure, that's important. And then another thing I would say too, is just like, don't be afraid to like, take on internships after post-grad like that's okay too that's what I did and like you know it's fine to do that you don't have to get a full-time job right away if you can't find one um but definitely look at all those sites that they said and make sure your resume is up to date this next question kind of goes along with what you guys were just talking about about applying you know putting all the stuff on your resume, making sure that's updated Sarah asked how do I make my resume stand out and do cover letters matter Yeah. So every hiring manager is different. So every hiring manager is going to say something different about the cover lever. If the application asks for one, make one and make it tailored to that job. That's the easiest rule of thumb. I wouldn't put all your effort and all your worry and all your stress into the cover letter, but I would make it display you in the best way and make sure it's not repetitive from whatever your resume is. Make it be a little bit more about you and why what you've done in the past relates to that role. It doesn't need to be more than maybe two paragraphs. It doesn't need to be a full long page, especially for these entry-level positions. But I, I say it's always like, like, you know, when you're going to an event and you're like, what am I supposed to wear? They didn't have an attire. Like, you're not going to show up in jeans. You're going to show up in a dress. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> what? A, I loved that. <laughs> yeah. So if it does that was that, awesome. Why not? You know what I mean? Like jazz it up a little bit. Yeah. You'd always rather be overdressed and underdressed is something my mom always told me. It's something I tell my friends. So just say when you apply. That's so fun. Did I just make a sound bite? I love that. that. Can you uh, repeat that so that we can make a sound? That was amazing. That was good. Good analogy. Yeah. Um, 
you know, Jamie and I are both like the kind of resume people where we're more creative with our resumes. There's so pink on mine. yeah, like mine has like some nice blues. It's like a two column, like fun, you know, it, it looks like I, it looks like sky. Yeah, exactly. And hers looks like Jamie, you know? So uh, as hiring, do you guys like that? Because I know some people are worried, like, will my manager like color? Will they not? Or, you know, if you're comfortable with using color, don't use it. Like if you doubt it, I've never once doubted using pink online because that's who I am. And I've always believed like you're going to hire me because of who I am as well. Okay. Um, maybe that'll change one day when I'm applying for, you know, or interviewing for a CEO position. <laughs> yeah, might, yeah. Might, might not so, have a yeah. rainbow, rainbow yeah, resume in the C-suite, but um, that's, yeah, that's, I think that's a good rule of thumb. If you're uncomfortable with it, yeah, if it's not no, you, no, it's if it's not, not you, you, don't do it. I think that like for more creative positions too, like it's more important to showcase those kinds of things for us and what we've been applying for. Maybe it's more about the actual experience and less about what the resume looks like, but it brings our personality into it. So it's really an individual thing. And like Jamie had said before, it's also going to depend on the hiring manager. So if you want to like, what really matters is what's on it. So if you're not, you know, if that's not, something that's super you to like go and make your resume look fun and exciting make the content fun and exciting like that's the meat and potatoes that actually matters anyways true for sure and kind of going with the last question too this kind of ties in um don't be afraid to put on that experience that's not in sports and maybe you worked at a restaurant but that can still relate to your job you know you said be your most marketable self so whatever you can tie in any type of experience to your next job do it it doesn't matter if it's sports or not i would say yeah and we um recently recorded a tiktok i don't think it's posted yet but about um being a student athlete and how like a lot of people, um, you know, downplay that. And they'll just say like, well, I didn't have time for, you know, a job or an internship because I was too busy doing sports. Well, yeah, like that was your job, you know, like you can use that. Tailor and, it, yeah. Yeah, and like you can manipulate kind of the wrong word, but like use like modify wording to showcase things that you did as a student athlete, especially if you held like a captain role or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Or did any planning with the, t- like literally anything you can really turn it into um, something applicable to your, yeah. your next role. Yeah. 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 And luckily a lot of sports teams in college or even high school, like they, they get you involved in a lot of stuff that can carry over into the workforce. So I know it has for me, I think we talked about this even on last episode that we did um, definitely carries over. So for sure, get that on your resume and try to relate that in interviews or whatever it might be. All right. So Lexi says, I'm moving to a new city alone for a sports MBA program. How do you battle a new city alone? That's a good one. Shout out Lexi for getting out of your comfort zone. Yeah, Yeah. this one's going to be a lot better question for Jamie since I went to college in Tampa and have only worked in Tampa. (laughs) (laughs) Um, about Moving to a new city. I feel like we were just talking to someone about this. We were experience. Oh, Regardless. Yeah. I think, um, oh, it was to the university of Tampa sports, um, oh, management yeah. club. We were, we just spoke at their, their like club meeting night. Um, and we were like talking about what you typically do have to relocate for sports at some part in your career, unless you're very lucky as sky has been thus far. How lucky. <laughs> um, um, for me, like I've actually lived in Norway for several months shortly after college. Um, so I was very far from home and this was like, 
you know, pre, we, we didn't use a whole lot of Zoom or anything like that as well too. Um, so I think obviously you're, you're, tip, you're probably moving because you're moving for a passion. So pour yourself into that. And then remember the people around you are going to be like-minded. So be open to building new relationships um, and also have it in the back of your mind. You're not going to have a new group of best friends and like super trustworthy, reliant. Like you're not going to build your circle in a week. It's going to take time and it's going to take effort from you and other people. So just have patience when you're with yourself, when you're like finding your new community and building your new circle. Um, I know Skylar and I both use Bumble BFF at some points too. Um, so if you're, if you're down to swipe, Bumble BFF. I've, I've heard that works really well. Yeah. I used and, it when I moved to Denver. And like, also I may have lived here for a really long time, but I have one friend that I still keep in touch with from college. Yeah. So since graduating, a big thing in my world has honestly even in the, in the last year, really six months to a year, I've been being a lot more intentional about trying to like align myself with more like-minded people, whether that's mm-hmm. like in when an, on a career standpoint and, or like an extracurricular standpoint, like a fitness standpoint, just like anything that like, like she just goes, to, she, she boxes. So she's been making friends that are about I love boxing. Oh. I need to get more into it, but yeah. it's fun. It's great. But yeah. So like, if you have a hobby, do your hobby and say hi to people who yeah. also have your hobby because <laughs> it's a great way to make friends. Like I made a friend in Denver because we always walked our dogs and we were at the dog park in the apartment gym or, or not the apartment gym, the apartment park. And guess what? I still keep in touch with her because we both had dogs that liked each other. I don't even think they liked each other though. I think we just wanted friends. <laughs> <laughs> but look, it's that simple, right? Like yeah. for the most yeah. part, everyone's usually looking to like say hi and, and the older friends, you get so. the more you realize you like a lot of people want friends too we all just feel awkward about it yeah that's so true it's so hard but I feel like eventually you make those friends like whether you like are trying to or not I feel like it just kind of happens and I think the most important thing is just like getting out of your comfort zone and knowing that you're like moving for a passion like you said and you'll eventually make those friends and hopefully it's through fun hobbies like boxing or walking your dog like something like that so for sure. All right. So Daisy Communications asks, what is the most challenging aspect of being a female in the sports industry? Something that we like to say, not even like to say, but just our experiences with working in the industry has really not been, and maybe we're like lucky to be able to say this, but like for the most part, neither of us have had like specific terrible situations where it was like because I'm a woman this like happened this, this is happening um and I only spoke for us because we were like literally just talking about yeah. this last week um so I don't know if you have yeah I think um it's going to be different for women who are on the team side of things so who okay. you know work yeah. in who are coaching and they are athletic trainer side of things who are on the team side and who are working directly with the sport itself. We're on the business side. I can say for teams I've worked for from associate level through to C level, there's women everywhere. Mm -hmm. Um, and typically if anything, like women, we tend to challenge each other more. I know like me and sky, when we were on the same sales team, like we want to make sure we beat out all the boys. So I think there's nothing really challenging about being a woman in sports other than you probably hold yourself to a higher regard than the men around you. So you're going to be challenging yourself more because you want yeah. to be beating them. Yeah, it's like a mental um, thing, really. But I have never felt an external 
I'm not never, but there's nothing that really sticks out that has like made me feel less than for being a woman in sports. I do think like there's definitely always going to be situations like when you're in a meeting or you're talking to someone or you're just in like a social setting where you'll hear things and you're like, ah, oh, like this was said to me maybe because I'm a woman, but it's not necessarily like a career ending thing or like, it's just like those little details that you experience in your day-to-day life as being society. Woman, yeah. yeah. not. I was going to say, and that's stuff that you're going to, yeah, that's stuff that you're going to get everywhere. Not even just the in sports industry. Right. Exactly. So it's, it's not really, yeah, it's not really a woman in sports thing. It's just like being a, a woman period. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> we have it tough sometimes all around. It's not just as well. The hardest part was also figuring out what shoes to wear. I was going to say attire. So <laughs> cool. But when you, especially for like a game day attire, when you're, you get assigned a polo and you have to wear black pants, guys can just wear any black shoes. For us, our shoe selection is very awkward with a polo. So I would like to change that. Yeah. Right. Other than that, there's really nothing that's like hard about it. Yeah. It's yeah. Great. How do you feel about the polos too? Or sometimes even I know a lot of game days do the khaki polo situation. <laughs> I was khaki polo with my last. Luckily now we're khaki with black, which okay. opens up a whole, like we can wear golf skirts, especially because we're in Florida. Thank so you. Hot. So I feel, I, I hate it a bit less here, but I don't, I don't like it. I don't. I always go for like the like jogger style pants that like look like they're slacks, but they feel like, more like athletic she joggers, pulls off the polo situation better than I yeah. what can I say yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she has really cool shoes actually she wears with them now that I think oh of my it. gosh I don't I don't know <laughs> you gotta master it you know yeah. especially when you it's like you're getting like 10 20,000 steps a game like you know you at that point you good. don't care what yeah. you're wearing like I don't care if I look good or not I'm like running around the stadium in Tampa when you're dripping sweat oh. by the time you get there like you're walking from, your from car, car to the stadium <laughs> like you're dripping sweat you've got dark red stains under your armpits like your back's gross like it's like who, who even cares at that no. point oh my god I know that was me in Miami I had with the khakis I think we, luckily we got to wear black. I want to say we wore black, but the khakis, I was just like, all right, I'm sweating through these and it's just going to (laughs) happen. Like (laughs) it's just what you get. So, (laughs) oh my gosh, that's good. All right. So Izzy says there are so many paths in sports. How do you best figure out which one is best for you? That is a great question. We were kind of talking about this amongst ourselves earlier today and how Sky was saying, I'll let you speak for yourself. Sorry, but she was saying how she's a bit more of a planner and I'm kind of more like, I like take it a bit one step at a time. Obviously we like both have like end goals and we still, I have goals, but I I kind of am open to the journey rather than following like steps along the way. I don't know which way is better. I think you just have to know, do what's comfortable for you. Um, Like for instance, with my new job, like this was not a part of my plan at all. My my plan completely changed. Um, So figuring out what works for you personally. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, do we ever figure it out? (laughs) Everyone's figuring it out all the time, but like being a planner, I like I'll fixate on, on certain goals and how to get there next, which has its pros and cons. Like I find myself being very prepared for things, which is great. But at the same time, you know, to a fault sometimes where I have kind of like a predetermined idea of how I want things to go. And when that doesn't happen, you know, obviously 
that sucks. <laughs> um, but being able to adjust and adapt, you know, like as your passions and things change, like Jamie just did, being able to just, you know, kind of tap into something that you're really interested in and ask questions, have conversations with people and see if it's something that fits. Yeah. Cause if not, like move on. You move forward, you know? Yeah. At the end of the day, like you're not signing a five-year contract into a position most likely. And, you know, the worst case scenario, you're going to sound so cliche, but like, you're going to learn and grow from whatever you're doing, whether you're moving across the country or down the street, you know? Yeah. So I'd say just start then. Yeah. For real. And just try different things. I've jumped around so much and it's just really about figuring out what's best for you. I mean, you're going to figure it out along the way. It's not like, you're going to be like, okay, this is what I'm doing. I'm set for the rest of my life. Like things are going to change. <laughs> the more different experiences you have and the more different things that you do, uh, the more opportunity that you have later to kind of say like, I have this experience, this experience, and this experience. I liked doing this. I didn't like doing this. How can I, you know, kind of then figure out what like that next thing is that's like perfect for me based on, you know, what I liked and what I didn't like. Definitely. hundred percent. Okay. So last question, this is like kind of my personal question that I threw in here for any, but I feel like this might be something that people might want to know. What has been the best qualities of someone who has worked under you or for you? So like, what are you looking for of people entering the industry? What has stood out to you? Maybe they haven't worked for you specifically, or you saw like an intern come in or somebody come in and then be, and you'd be like, that girl's good or that guy's good, you know, like they're going to go far in the industry. We have had a lot of like calls with people. Um, oh, yeah, we, we have, yeah. So we like one of the services that we offer is, is you're able to book time to two have a two on one call with us. Okay, okay. Wait, explain that to us because yeah. we need everybody to know this. So we're yeah, so, uh, at the link in shameless, our bio. Shameless plug. Yeah. But it really, it is, it's pertinent to this, this question yeah and the link in our bio we we offer like two-on-one calls but because of those two-on-one calls we've spoken to so many people from all over the country for you know in the beginning stages of their career yes and personally like one of the things that stands out to me is when people are very prepared and maybe that's because I'm no I feel the type of person who's a planner and maybe not but like if you come in with a like what's the word I'm looking for not an objection at objective that's the word like if you come in with an objective for the conversation you have questions that you are committed to getting the answers for and you kind of have a baseline of what you're interested in you don't necessarily need to know exactly what you want to do but just something to guide you know what your next steps are and what you're looking for really makes a difference like we'll get off a call and we'll be like I would I would hire that person like yeah we've and we haven't hired them, but we've given like references, you yep. know, to some awesome. of these people just based off of a conversation where you can tell that they're, they're prepared. Yeah. <laughs> I think, it, yeah, it comes with like having like a sense of self-awareness. And also this kind of goes back to like one of our interview tips in an odd way, like doing your research beforehand, knowing who you're talking to. Um, it, it comes through and it's very obvious when you're meeting with them, make it obvious you want to be there. And then the people who want to be there are typically the ones with a longer career and who are still around. There's also something to be said for that confidence that you can like feel through the screen. Um, like when we've had these calls, like you can tell who kind of goes back to the self-awareness thing, but just 
when you're coming in with that sense of just sense of self period Mm -hmm. where you know what you're looking for and how you want to get there it's very like it just makes for such a pleasant conversation (laughs) for sure and and good for them for you know like taking the time to get on the phone with you guys and coming with questions and just like that shows that they want to be in the industry and that they really want to work hard to get there because they don't have to be doing that and also just like shout out to you guys because that is such a cool thing that you're doing like the tiktok was already awesome but like doing these calls even more cool i think you guys are like really helping out women like want or just anyone in general wanting to enter the industry um and just like being that um role model for everyone so awesome job you guys and the last not question but photography by Jalen um she was on a couple episodes ago um she's awesome and she just said no questions just love those queens (laughs) Jalen is awesome she was on like I said (laughs) the podcast talking about photography. So if you guys want to get into photography, definitely listen to that episode. Um, She's great. Yeah. And I guess we'll wrap it up there. But thank you ladies for coming on. And it's always a pleasure to have you on. Please come on anytime. (laughs) I'd love to have you again. And you guys just gave some great advice. And yeah, just you'll get a lot more from their TikTok, from their calls. So go keep up with them. Go chat with them. And yeah. (laughs) <laughs> we need like a fun little tagline yeah. thanks Mary Kate this yeah. is fun <laughs> thank you guys and thank you everyone who sent in questions thanks for tuning in and we will see you next time on women changing the game